Hosanna, which means welcome. Palm Sunday 2020, which will be, I'm pretty sure, unlike any other Palm Sunday you've experienced in your life, welcome. Glad you're tuning in and joining us, however you're joining us here at Zion. And I have the trusty palms that got delivered here to Zion. Unfortunately, I can't give them to you. I was trying to think of ways, but we don't want to risk anything. We're taking every precaution possible to be very uh, safe and healthy about leading worship, which we still want to gather and connect with you. Uh, And so I am the one with the palms this morning. But I will have some for you because I want you to participate as much as possible. This is Holy Week. This is the week. And even though we are scattered all around, we are together in Christ. You know, Jesus said in John 16 to his disciples, he said, There comes a time where you will be scattered, each to your own home. No, he wasn't talking about this. He was talking about at his death this week. Disciples would abandon him, leave him. But then he keeps on going in those verses and says, You will have trouble in this world, but take heart, I have overcome the world. That's what this week is. It is Holy Week. And if you want some good Holy Week reading, start today and read Matthew 21. That's what we're going to read. And uh, take a chapter a day. So tomorrow read Matthew 22 and... By next week, you're going to have read through the rest of the Gospel of Matthew and see this story, Holy Week. Well, as this week unfolds, I invite you to continue to join us for worship at 6.30 on Thursday, Maundy Thursday, and then at noon, and the service will be available after that as well on Friday. This is the week that changes the world and changes my life, and I pray the Holy Spirit continues to use to change your life. If the events that are said to have happened, if they aren't true, well, as the Bible says, well, Christianity's not true, our, our faith is worthless. But if they are true, and I believe they are, then everything's different. Our sins are forgiven. Jesus has come to seek and save the lost, you and me. And death itself is defeated, and we have life, the promise of life now and to eternity. So welcome, for, welcome to you joining us here at Zion as we begin Holy Week on this Palm Sunday. A few notes about the service. First, if you want to find a bulletin of the service, go to zionholland.org, and you can find one right there on the homepage. Second, we're trying to connect with you in other ways. Uh, Scott Young is leading a Bible study on the book of Philippians. You can find that on our YouTube page. You can go there, subscribe as well as find it through our homepage, zionholland.org, and tune in there. Trying, I'm also trying to do a couple of uh, Facebook Live devotions a week. And then third, thank you to those of you that have mailed in offerings or, or given online. Thank you for your generosity. The ministry here, God's work here, only happens by your generosity. So thank you for continuing to do that. And lastly, as we begin, I need you to do something. So since I have palms and you don't, but you are at your house, you are going to have some home palms. So I know you have what I'm looking for, and that is anything that you want to wave as we say, Hosanna, what those crowds said to Jesus as he rode into Jerusalem. Hosanna, which means, God, save us. Save us, please. 
The people then were looking for a Savior, yes, different kind, and they got a Savior, the, the best kind, the one to save them from sin and death. And so as he wrote in, the people shouted, Hosanna, and we're going to get saying some Hosannas, but I brought some home poems for you to see, and maybe you'll find something. And I'm stalling here to give you some time to rustle up around your living room or wherever you are to find some poems. This is one of my children's uh, play mops. This would be a very good hail Hosanna. See, Hosanna! This would be perfect. Just careful with the stick. It's more than a mop at my house sometimes. Also, we have, ooh, a scarf would work well. A tassel scarf. Hosanna, Hosanna! Come on. Not just Jeopardy should you shout at your TV. Here at worship, we are participating. So, Hosanna! Scarf works well. Also, the Bible says people took their coats and laid them down on the road for Jesus to ride, ride over. So, I have my red Palm Sunday coat. You could do that. Also, uh, this looked like pretty good palms when I was looking through stuff in the house. So, this could be the palms if... My dog wants to participate in worship as well. Also, you could make with an old magazine. I just snipped this up and make your own magazine palms. So whatever you got around you, find something. And we are going to praise God. And I'm going to go back and grab my real palms. So whatever you have, wave with me and we say with the crowds, how they praise Jesus, say, Hosanna, say it with me. Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We worship Jesus, Hosanna. And the first hymn we're going to sing, there's Hosannas, and go ahead, yell at your TV, sing Hosannas, and we praise Jesus, our Savior who has come. Well, get your home palms ready. So we're going to read the story from the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 21, and there's some hosannas in there as we praise Jesus. Well, just before, at the end of chapter 20, there's a story of Jesus healing two blind people. And stories in the Gospels where Jesus heals somebody of their sight are often shown at, to talk about our faith. Like in the hymn, I was blind, but now I see. Sight is a metaphor for faith. And so Jesus is talking to these people, and he's and he says, what do you want me to do for you? And they said, Lord, let our eyes be opened. Then he heals them. And then is this story. And so I think Matthew's telling us, are your eyes open? Do you see who Jesus is, your true king, riding into Jerusalem today to be crowned on a cross for you? Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them. And he sent them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Zephaniah, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put them 
put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from trees. John tells us palm trees. And they spread them on the road, and the crowds went before him. And they followed him and were shouting, Hosanna! That's your part. Hosanna! Hosanna! Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, Who is this? And the crowds said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. This is God's word. again in, in our living room, and uh, today is Palm Sunday, a day when we think about Jesus riding into Jerusalem and to accomplish many amazing things during that last week of his ministry, all for our salvation. So we're going to read from Matthew 21. It says, the disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds were, that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, who is this? And the crowd said, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Well, today is Palm Sunday. And with all the quick last minute shopping that I was doing right before the stay at home order, I didn't have time to buy palm branches. So we're going to kind of make our own today. Found this uh, neat little craft idea. We're going to make palm branches out of our hands. Okay, so the way we're going to do this, we're going to take a, a sheet of paper. And on that sheet of paper, then you will trace your hand. I'll just do this quickly here. You can get an idea of what it looks like. So you trace your hand and then use a pair of scissors to cut out the hand. And then you end up with something like this. And then if you do that several times, you guys, you can hold up some of your handprints. Uh, you do that several times on different colors of green or yellow, whatever kind of paper you have, or you can use crayons or markers to color your paper. Uh, you attach them to something. So what I made here is I just took some brown construction paper and folded it multiple times, made some stems that are pretty sturdy, or you could use a popsicle stick or a craft stick of some kind or a, a wood pencil. And you find some way to attach your, your hand prints to the stem. So I've got a glue stick here and we'll See if we can glue this right on there. And what do you think? Like our palm branch here. And the other kind of cool thing about this is this is a palm branch that's made out of hands. And we can think about all the special things that Jesus did with his hands during Holy Week. For instance, on Maundy Thursday, uh, what did Jesus do to the disciples' feet, Addie? He washed, them. he washed their feet with his hands. And then he held the bread and the wine and he gave it to his disciples and said, this is my body, this is my blood, the, the first uh, communion with, with Jesus, right? And then he goes to Gethsemane and he uses those hands to pray. He says, God, take this cup of suffering away from me, but not... My will, but your will be done. And then on Good Friday, what happened to his hands? They got nails. He got nails in his hands. His hands were nailed to a cross. It was a cross that we deserve to be on, but Jesus took the punishment for us. He died for our forgiveness. And so that's why we call it Good Friday, because it's good for us that our sins are forgiven. But the good news is that's not where the story ends. On Easter Sunday, what does Jesus do with his hands? He, he finds Thomas, and he says, look at my hands. What do you see? The nail prints in my hands. Look, it's really me. I really am alive. I have conquered sin and death and the devil. I won. And so we look forward to that message next week, too, on Easter Sunday. So I hope you can make your, your palm branches today. And as you look at those hands, uh, think throughout the week, throughout this Holy Week, all the things that Jesus has done for your salvation. The scripture reading that you're going to hear a good sermon on in just a few minutes is Philippians chapter 2. 
and you're going to hear Pastor Haupt, Pastor Dieter Haupt, member of Zion, many of you know quite well, is going to share God's Word for us. But i got to tell you about that. Like many of you, my plans for this Sunday had changed. Originally, we had planned to be uh, somewhere else for a niece and goddaughter's confirmation at, at her church, and then everything changed. Why do I share that with you? I share that with you because I realize that all of us have uh, lost or given up something in all of this, or, and we're grieving many different things. A lot of our Zion families, many of you had spring break plans this weekend to be gone somewhere, and now you're home. And obviously, the, some of our losses we wouldn't consider very uh, valuable or important compared to people that are dying or suffering or, or in the hospital. And so we, uh, we don't want to ever compare, but yet loss is still loss, and grief is still grief, and that can be. And so, whatever it is that you're grieving, losing, saying, oh, I really wish we, I could have or we could have, but we can't in this season— okay. You're going to hear God's word about God himself in the flesh, Jesus, how much he gave up. And he did it for you because he loves you. So yes, our losses are still real, real no matter how insignificant they might seem or how terrible they are. But let's look to the one who gave up, willingly lost and gave up everything for us. And so thank you, Pastor Haupt, for bringing God's word. He had already prepared the message, uh, and so wanted him to come and share with you this morning. Let me read Philippians 2. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We confess our faith in the true God together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. 
From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies.
Grace, mercy, and peace be yours through God, our Heavenly Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. For our text on this Palm Sunday morning, I'd like to use Paul's words from the reading of this morning uh, and jump ahead a little bit to get his perspective concerning Christ's passion and how it turns out and why it turns out and culminates the way it does as we begin our devotional journey through this most unusual Holy Week, which lies before us. And I'd like to concentrate on the last couple of verses, verses 10 and 11 of Philippians chapter 2, where we read that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess uh, in heaven and on earth and above the earth that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wonder if you've ever given any thought to your name other than knowing that that's your handle and responding, answering to the call when it's used. I mean, have you given thought about its meaning? Now, I confess I didn't until a few years back when Ruth and I traveled to Germany. After all, with a German name like Dieter Haupt, I figured it would be good to know what it meant before we went there. My wife thought that I should just go with the pronunciation of how it's spelled in English, dieter, and then, of course, become one. Well, I was hoping that Dieter was a derivative of Dietrich, which means righteous or righteous one, similar to Betty being a derivative of Elizabeth, but no such luck. Dieter simply means a leader of men. Not bad, especially since Haupt means main or chief, as in Hauptstrasse, Main Street, or Hauptbahnhof, the main train station in a town, or Hauptstadt, the capital of a province or a city. When we went there, it was nice seeing the family name plastered all over the country. On this unusual Palm Sunday, I'd like to focus on a very special name, a very precious name that promises life, hope, peace, and joy, a name that is life itself, a name that you and I will cling to for all eternity. It truly is a name above all names, the name of Jesus. Jesus, Yeshua, Joshua, Savior, Deliverer, literally Yahweh delivers. And in Jesus, he did quite literally do that, coming himself in the flesh. Jesus told his disciples, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you know me, you know the Father. Henceforth, you know him and have seen him. Jesus is Yahweh God in the flesh. And he's equal with the Father and the Holy Spirit in essence and nature. St. Paul tells us in the book of Colossians, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for in him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together, for in him all the fullness of God was pleased 
to dwell. Thus, throughout Scripture, Jesus receives and deserves what God only reserves for himself, the worship of his people, even as you and I are doing today and will through the coming week, and hopefully all lifelong and throughout eternity. In these times when the fear of COVID-19 and coronavirus are daily set before us, it's good to remember that throughout his lifetime, Jesus didn't always display or use his divine majesty and glory. And when he did, it wasn't for his sake, but for the sake of others. Jesus' whole life was one of humble servitude. As Paul reminds us here, though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Jesus didn't seek personal gain or fame. Rather, he deliberately took on a humbled status and posture. He became part of his own creation, taking on the role of a servant and a suffering servant at that. Now, I'm not a computer guru, yet I've learned that it stores a lot of important information. But unless you pull it up, all you get is a blank screen. The information doesn't appear to be there because it's temporarily hidden from sight. In times like these, it's good to remember that. So Palm Sunday, triumph or tragedy? For in the week that followed Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, it sure didn't look like he had triumphed or was in control. Those who were looking to him as an earthly king and deliverer were sadly disappointed and disillusioned. No sooner had Jesus entered the city of Jerusalem than the religious leaders, according to Luke, took him to task for not silencing his disciples to which Jesus replied with the words of Habakkuk, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. And according to Matthew, after he was done cleansing the temple of the money changers and other merchants, angrily quoting the words of Isaiah, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples, and the children were shouting about him, Hosanna to the son of David. Once again, the chief priests and scribes scold him for not silencing them, to which Jesus responds with the words of Psalm 8, verse 2, out of the mouths of infants and nursing babes, you have prepared praise. After that, Jesus was in constant conflict with them as he taught daily in the temple throughout that week. And they attempted to trap him, but couldn't. And so they eventually say he's got to go and they set out to kill him, which they finally achieved through treachery and deceit, falsehood and injustice. Good Friday certainly didn't look like triumph, but tragedy. No, it didn't look like Jesus was winning. Indeed, Jesus himself sought a way out, another way to save the world of sinners than by the cross as he urgently prayed to his father in the Garden of Gethsemane. But it didn't happen. The cross had to be faced and endured for our sake. There just wasn't another way to appease God's wrath over sin and evil. Jesus 
wasn't just a first responder. He was the only responder, the only Holy One who could make things right with the Heavenly Father. And while he humanly shuddered, perspired, prayed and pleaded, agonized and suffered, being brutally beaten and painfully put to death, remember his words as he sought to comfort his disciples and allay their coming fears. He reminded them, no one takes my life from me. I willingly lay it down. And if I lay it down, I will take it up again. No, Good Friday didn't look like triumph. It would take Easter to make God's plan of salvation plain, to turn tragedy into triumph. So, right now, as we're going through a kind of Holy Week experience ourselves with this COVID-19 coronavirus threat and scare that may well turn into a Good Friday tragedy for some. Let us remember God's love working itself out in Jesus and trust his goodness and mercy to turn tragedy into triumph. May we trust him with our very lives and our eternities, remembering that it took Easter to show that Calvary and the cross were his victory, our victory. He accomplished what he came to do, our forgiveness and salvation. God works his will through our weakness, and yes, even through evil. He is in control. We can trust him. And along with St. Paul, give thanks in all circumstances, for our God is a God who turns tragedy into triumph. Jesus and everything he went through being his supreme example. Therefore, as Paul tells us, God exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Jesus has returned to his rightful place of honor and glory at the right hand of his heavenly Father. Jesus is truly the name that is above all names. From the heights of heaven to the depths of hell, whether they want to or not, all will one day acknowledge him as Lord and God. All will worship him come the judgment day. Can you and I then, who by faith confess and by virtue of our baptism bear his name, do any less, do anything else, already, here, and now? That's why we sing all hail the power of Jesus' name, let angels prostrate fall, bring forth the royal diadem, and crown him Lord of all. Sinners whose love can ne'er forget the wormwood and the gall, Go spread your trophies at his feet and crown him Lord of all. Indeed, let every kindred, every tribe on this terrestrial ball to him all majesty ascribe and crown him Lord of all until we join the everlasting song and do that for all eternity. The pastor who mentored me during my vicarage year whom I often called and even now still consider to be my spiritual father, shared many faith insights and spiritual truths with me. One of those was, God always delivers us here and now in this life and world over and over again, except once. And even then, 
he delivers us. May that Easter truth and reality help us to make it through this unusual holy week that God has brought us to and all the earthly days that he will grant to us and lead us through, knowing that when this earthly life is ended, eternal life is still and always will be our reality. For he who turned tragedy into triumph will turn our tragedies into triumph as well. Because Jesus' resurrection is real, ours will be also. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, go in peace. Rest in Jesus, the name above all names, that belongs to our earth-come God, who thereby became our Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. And the peace of God, which passes all our human understanding, will keep your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, our risen and reigning Lord and Savior. Amen. Please join me in prayer. Lord Jesus, as you rode into Jerusalem and were hailed by the crowds as king, we ask you to give us trust in you as our king today king of the world, and king of our hearts. Heavenly Father, we ask you to continue to bless government leaders at this time with wisdom. Grant that they would make decisions for the good of those they serve. And we ask for this pandemic to end, the virus to subside, and for healing for all. Be present, especially with healthcare workers, many who feel overspent in body, mind, and soul. Uplift and sustain them. Show us how to thank them for their service and their callings. Be near to the many others for whom more is asked of them during this time, for delivery drivers, grocery store workers, police officers, military personnel, teachers, many others. Grant them patience and strength and faithfulness. We ask you to be near to the unemployed, those wondering, worrying what the future looks like. We ask you to come near and be present with them. Grant them your peace amidst uncertain circumstances. And no matter what the immediate future holds for any of us, we ask that you continually shape our lives and our eternity like this week. Make our celebration of Holy Week unique, that we would see you as our King riding in today. We would see you washing our feet and gathering us to your table on Thursday, that we would see you dying for us on Friday and that we would gather again next Sunday to say that you are risen. Grow our faith, our trust, our devotion in deep ways only possible this year. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hosanna! How about one last Hosanna for good measure? As you sing your Hosannas the rest of the day, may the Lord go with you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace now and always. Amen. Hosanna. Hosanna.